Hey everyone, Brian here. You're most likely familiar with me as a player in Super Quest Saga, a wonderful 5e D&D actual play near and dear to my heart that is now complete and shall live on as long as this feat is active. So if you're here, that's great. But also, if you have the time, I highly recommend SQS, or SCUS as we call it behind the scenes. Uh, what we're about to present in Flashbang and the Surgeon was my first official run at being a dungeon master of my very own campaign. I was also learning how to do audio stuff good. So this... Uh, you know, using my equipment in a space uh, effectively. So eventually I got there, but season one of this show was not it. It was a learning curve. And uh, at this point, there's not really a way to doctor up this audio beyond what we've already been able to do to it to reach our current standards. So I apologize for that. I thought long and hard about dropping this for public listening and decided that the content is simply too good despite the lackluster audio quality for a good chunk of the beginning. I hope everyone that decides to stick with it can bear with that audio quality. I know that's like a make or break for some people, but I really do uh, believe in this as a as something worth your time. Uh, like I said, it improves it as it goes, but it takes a bit of time. We initially launched a show on Patreon.com slash The Dungeon Cast uh, behind a paywall uh, while we were recording Super Quest Saga. And we that was just something to kind of pad the Patreon there. If you want to support the Dungeon Cast, which is a show that Will and I do, you can go there and do so. Um, so what is Flashbang and the Surgeon? Uh, at its heart, it's a superhero game. It's set in Faerun in the city of Waterdeep. Um, and it's uh, all the episodes are inspired by uh, episodes of Batman, the animated series. Aside from the world builders, which are up first, I thought it would be good to establish uh, the... The water deep that we're going to be playing in, because it's not exactly your classic water deep. There's a lot. It's like a fusion of water deep and Gotham City from BTAS. Uh, BTAS is a show that's near and dear to my heart, along with the co-hosts of this show, Jake and Steve. We all we all love Batman. Uh, we click. We quickly began calling this show F Bats for short, so that's what we'll be uh, referring to it as from here forth. Uh, while this show is being released to the public for the first time, we are also recording a brand new game, which we've dubbed Super Quest Omega. I am the DM of that game as well. It will drop on the feed once post-production is complete, likely between seasons of FBATs, uh, although scheduling could easily change all that, so no promises. If you want to hear the early, raw recordings of Super Quest Omega, you can do so once again on patreon.com slash the Dungeoncast. Sorry for plugging that again, but that's where it lives. So uh, I want to tell you guys, I am incredibly proud of FBATs. It really emphasizes and reflects the longtime friendship of Jake and Steve and myself, who have known each other for most of our childhood and remain friends in our adult lives. I'm incredibly grateful for everything they did, not only for this show, but for enriching my life and helping make it what it is today. Uh, they're really important people to me. So the release schedule is a little tricky with this one. Um, I want to give you guys weekly episodes, but we're going to take breaks in between sessions. So our world builder, I consider one session. We sat down, recorded it in one big chunk, but those are huge audio files. So we broke it up into parts one and two. So I'm going to release episode one now, uh, which you're listening to. And then part two of the world builder will come out next week. Then we will take a one week break. And that's when you'll hear session one is the week after that. So basically a session zero for two weeks, week break, then a new episode airs and we'll go until that session is complete. It's usually either two to four parts depending on the length and content of the episodes. Um, and that's how the show will release until season one is complete. It's about 10 sessions long. Um, I think we have like 25 sessions total of this show 
that we can go through. Maybe maybe more, maybe like 26 or 27. I can't remember where we ended up leaving off. Uh, but that's the plan. Uh, so without further ado, I give you Flashbang and the Surgeon. My name is Brian from the Dungeon Cast. Uh, I am here with my two friends, Jake and Steve, and today we're going to be recording a, uh, a new city game um, set in Waterdeep, uh, Forgotten Realm style. Um, it's going to be a superhero game based in like D&D physics, um, and it's going to be called Flashbang and the Surgeon. Um, yeah. Yes. So go ahead and go ahead and say, what's up, guys? What's going on? It's your special guest, Jake. Yeah. Nice to, nice to be talking to all you guys. Uh, who are you going to be playing today? Uh, I'm going to be playing uh, Lucian Amakir, the wow. Wood Elf Monk. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Wood Elf Monk, Lucian Amakir. And yes. um, you'll be known, your alter ego will ultimately be known as Flashbang. As Flashbang, yes. Cool. Um, and you go ahead, Steve. All right. So my character is Brandon Bobby. <laughs> And his alter ego is the surgeon, and he's going to be playing uh, a human barbarian. Cool. Nice. Heck yes. Um, this is going to be uh, starting from level one, and this is our session zero, where we're going to kind of establish the setting and world build and get to know these characters before we actually get into some real games. We are going to do some role play today, um, but first we need to build these characters. So... Um, Rather than rolling, I think it would be more fair. We're, we're trying to, we're keeping it kind of fast and loose, and we want to go the route of simplicity at most times. Um, so we're going to be taking the standard array. So tell me a little bit about Brandon Bobby. Like his like profession? What, um, if do you want to get into that, whatever you want to get into, more like a, like a person, like what's his personality like? Or like who, how would you describe Brandon Bobby to a stranger? Oh, he's... He's uh, curious about the superhero industry, and he just has a lot of strength from his like day-to-day work. So he kind of wants to be a vigilante, but if things get hazy, he can just dip. He's not com- full commit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't know what it's about. Cool. Um, so as a human, um, it's hard to make generalizations about humans, but your human character has these traits. Ability score increase. Your ability scores each increase by one. Or, so we can go that route, but there's a variant at the bottom that I should explain to you first, where you can um, uh, you can go, let's see, you can get two different ability scores of your choice to increase by one, and then you gain a proficiency in one extra skill. Okay. And then you gain a feat, and there's a section in this book on feats. Great. But um, I think you should probably just take the plus one to everything. Okay, sure. Unless you feel like doing the other thing. If you take the other thing, we have to look up what all the feats, we have to look up what all the feats are, and you need to pick one. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with like them. passives, basically. Are yeah, passive scores. They're really good, but yeah. they're it's going to take time. So it's up to you. 
I'm okay with the plus one uh, everything. Okay. That's fine with me. So go ahead and mark little plus ones on to the left of the boxes. So not inside the box, but just so we know to add it at the end right. when we're giving the scores. So your age, humans reach adulthood in their late teens and live less than a century. If you were going to give yourself a character alignment, like let's say lawful good or neutral or evil, I'm not going to let you guys be evil because that doesn't make sense for what we're doing. Right. But neutral and be, and up, the other side of every all that is fine. So how would you describe um, Brandon Bobby? Uh, I would describe him as neutral. Just in it for himself? Kinda. Yeah. I kind of equate neutrality to like selfishness in a lot of ways in this game, which is like not necessarily a dig or anything. It's just like you're, it's self-interest, not necessarily like conceit, you know? Right. So whatever it's chaotic or lawful, whatever it takes to get the results you're, you require, which is like you just kind of want to see what superheroing is about. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense to me. So how tall are you? I am 5'5". Five 5'5". Five. Five five. Are you stocky? <laughs> I am very stocky. Okay, cool. Just meat and cheese. <laughs> meat and cheese. <laughs> I love it. Um, your base walking speed is 30 feet, so go ahead and mark 30 in the speed box, which is up here. So your language is you can speak, read, and write common. So go ahead and write common down here in this box. Okay. And then um, you get one extra language of your choice. You can do like Elvish, Dwarvish. Um, you can do... Like draconic is popular, or like there's, um, like celestial is a language, or you can speak like primordial, which is like language of the elementals. As a human, you have the capacity to pick. They just give away languages in Five E. You just get to know one, whatever you want. What would be the most common secondary language in this world or this setting? Elvish or Dwarvish for sure. Okay, let's go with Dwarvish. Okay, cool. So you can speak Dwarvish. So go ahead and write that under common. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, um, you and the dwarves have like at the construction company. Yeah, to bros. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I work at a construction company. <laughs> What's the name of the construction company? Ooh. Oh, dwarves are us. Dwarves are us. <laughs> but they don't discriminate, obviously. Obviously, they're <laughs> equal opportunity. Uh, yeah. employer. They're yeah. just like like they built it. They built the name of the company, and they're like, "What do you need a name for this LLC, like legally?" And they were like. Like well, like what we're do we do? Like we're dwarves. Yeah, dwarves, dwarves, and one of them is kind of like not well spoken. He's like dwarves are us, and they're the the guy at City Hall was like, okay, fuck it, that's what your fucking name is. <laughs> dwarves are us. That's great. Good name, guys. Get get out next. Um, okay, so the next place we're gonna go is I don't think construction worker is a background in this game. So let's find something that's close to that. I'll read you Guild Artisan. Um, you're a member of an artisan's guild skilled in a particular field closely associated with other artisans. You're a well-established part of the mercantile world, freed by talent and wealth from the constraints of a feudal social order. You learned your skills as an apprentice to master artisan under the sponsorship of your guild until you became a master in your own right. We can kind of mold that to be you work for a construction company and they trained you to lift things and put shit together and like mix concrete or whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, um, that sounds exactly like Brandon Bobby. Cool. <laughs> so for skills in your skills tree, that's right next to your stats, like okay. where, where you marked all those pluses. Yes. Um, you're going to bubble in the one that says insight. Okay. And the one that says persuasion. Okay. And then you get a, an artisan's tool um, of your choice. We'll get, we'll get that later. I have to look at what those are. Um, and you get another language. Another one, wow. Yeah, wow. Because of this. Okay, then I'll go with the other most common is Elvish, mm -hmm. you said? Yeah, so now... We get to talk to each other. Yeah, now you get to talk oh, to each other. Oh, nice. 
because um, he's an elf. Yes. Uh, okay, and so here's your feature, which I want you to write over here. Okay. Um, it's called Guild Membership. As an established and respected member of a guild, you can rely on certain benefits that membership provides. Your fellow guild members will provide you with uh, lodging and food if necessary and pay for your funeral if needed. If in some cities and towns, guild hall... That's so morbid. I can't get over that. A guild hall offers a central place to meet other members of your profession, which can be a good place to meet potential patrons, allies, or hirelings. Guilds often wield tremendous political power. Oh, you don't have to write all that down. Oh, oh okay. yeah. You're good. You're good on just... We'll remember it. You can get food and lodging from other guild members if you're, like, in a tight spot. Um, there's uh, there's somewhere your guild meets, like... I don't know, Dwarves RS HQ, the corporate office. You can go talk to guild members there about whatever it is you need. So it's like a it's like a, a hub of information for you. Right. Like maybe you could pick up on a lead or something there. Right. Um, guilds often wield tremendous pow- political power. If you're accused of a crime, your guild will support you in a good if a good case can be made for your innocence or the crime is justifiable. You can also gain access to powerful political figures through the guild if you are a member in good standing. Such connections might require the donation of money or magic items to the guild's coffers. You must pay f- uh, you must pay dues of five gold pieces per month to the guild. If you miss payments, you must make uh, make up back dues to remain in the guild's good graces. Wow. So that's, um, we're going to count that, I think. Okay, yeah. sure. Um, I mean, I make we'll f- money, we'll I'm figure- assuming. <sighs> yeah, you, d- you probably do. It just comes out of your wages. Yeah. Um, We'll use it if we need to. I'm not gonna like keep strict track because like what the fuck is a month with what how we're gonna run this this game? <laughs> You'll see how the flow is meant to be, and I'm not gonna be able to keep track. Of month. We can decide, uh, you know, when a month is up, maybe if you guys want collectively. But um, let's go to the barbarian and figure out what kind of kind of animal you are. In your hit die area, yes. Right, one d twelve. One d twelve. And then. Um, I guess now is the right time to assign your stats because your stats are going to help you base your HP. Okay. Yeah, so go ahead and allocate them how you want. Um, for a barbarian, for a quick build, it recommends you can make a barbarian quickly by following these suggestions. First, put your highest ability sto- score in strength, followed by constitution, and then second, choose the outlander background. But we're going with the guild artisan, which is, I think, better fit for you than right. the outlander. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that's it suggests strength and constitution. Those are interchangeable to me. If you want more HP, con is your HP stat. It's like how good you are at like when your when your health gets low, you get pokeballed and you can get out of the pokeball with a good con save, I guess. Is a good way to describe it. Right. What are the available languages? Um, I just need one. Does it say in the PHP? Like what do you want? Like what do you want? Who do you want to talk to? So, there's like a what other than elves and dwarves is there a lot of in Waterdeep? It's mostly those, but let, me, hang on, let me check the Wikipedia I printed out. Humans, dwarves, elves, there's halflings, half-elves, gnomes, and half-orcs. So gnomish is probably cool to know. Gnomish or orcish, basically? Gnomes, orcs, well, yeah, orcish. Half-orcs. half-orcs would speak orcish, yeah. Or half-elf. There's no language for half-elf. It's either common or elf. But if you want something obscure, I mean, there's going to be all races in the city they're yeah. just gonna this is the bulk yeah according to the wiki um this is a city of 130,000 which is pretty big for I'll do, a fantasy setting I'll do Gnomish Gnomish it is okay 
gnomes are probably like artisans and um, artificers and uh, rogues and bards, that sort of thing. In the city, mostly. Um, okay, so Steve, what did you tell me? What you picked for your scores? Uh, so I chose my highest fifteen for strength. Okay, so that gets a plus one, so it's actually sixteen, right? Yes. Okay. So make sure you write sixteen in the in the little bubble. Oh, in the little bubble. Yeah. Oh, I see. And then since it bumped it from an even to an odd, it gave you a plus three to your modifier. Okay. Or to from an odd to an even is what I meant to say. And then let's see, I chose thirteen to dexterity. Okay, cool. So that turns into a fourteen, which makes the mod plus two. And then fourteen to constitution. Okay, so that turns into a 15, and it stays at a 3. And then 8 to intelligence. Okay, cool. So that's a minus 1. Uh, so the 8 becomes a 9 with your plus 1. It's just still a minus 1. Dumb boys. <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, um, you're, you're slightly lower than average intelligence, which is fine. And let's see, 10 to wisdom. Okay, so that becomes an 11, which remains a plus 1. And then 12 to charisma. Cool. Um, so that becomes a 13, and your mod stays at a plus two. Let's go over... Okay, so now let's go into your, like, saving throws and stuff as Barbarian. So at first level, um, your HP is 12 plus your Constitution modifier. 12. It's three. 15. Your 15 HP. Big boy. Um, for proficiencies, you can write them kind of down there with the languages. Okay. Um... Light armor, medium armor, and shields. Okay. And then you also get proficiency with simple weapons, martial weapons. And then up here in the saving throws box, we're going to move there next. So okay. bubble in um, strength and constitution. Okay. And then in the skills tree, um, you're going to bubble in two. Um, and your choices are animal handling, athletics, intimidation, nature perception and survival and if you just want to look at it it's in the bottom corner there oh you great. get to pick two of those let's go with athletics and survival okay so your starting equipment you're going to get a a great axe or any martial melee weapon so Ooh. you either take a great axe or a sword or like a long sword short sword i like the great axe okay keep the yes. great axe and then um you also get two hand axes or any other simple weapon like rapier, short sword. I also want two hand axes. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you get an explorer's pack and four javelins. First level, you get rage and unarmored defense. So let's write, um, put rage down right there. Okay. In battle, you fight with primal ferocity. On your turn, you can enter rage as a bonus action. So you, your action economy is you get one normal action, a bonus action, and a reaction every right. single turn, and it resets. So, um, when you're raging, you gain the following benefits if you aren't wearing heavy armor. You have advantage on strength checks, strength saving throws. When you make a melee weapon attack using strength, you gain a bonus to the damage roll that increases as you as you gain levels. So that bonus right now is going to be plus two to damage while you're raging. Okay. So you can write that wherever it makes sense. You have a resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage, which means you take half damage from those types of attacks. Okay. If you're able to cast spells, you can't cast them or concentrate on them while raging. 
your rage lasts for one minute. So as a reference, each turn of combat takes six seconds. So ten turns of combat. Okay. Um, it ends early if you're knocked unconscious, or if your if your turn ends and you haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn, or taken damage. So if it's too calm, you'll take you'll take uh, you'll lose your rage. You can also end your rage on your turn as a bonus action. Once you have ranged the number of times shown for your barbarian level in the rage column before the barbarian table, or of the barbarian table, you must finish a long rest before you can rage again. So you okay. have a certain amount. I see. So then also under. Um, Right here, right, unarmored defense. Okay. So while you're not wearing any armor, your armor class equals 10 plus your dexterity modifier plus your constitution modifier. And you can use a shield and still gain this benefit. Okay. So it's, um, that's what you're gonna put in armor class up here. It's 10 plus your dex mod plus your con mod if you don't wanna wear armor. Okay, so that's be 13. 15. Or 15. Oh, yeah, 15. That's really 15, good. Yeah. 15 yeah. is solid. It's awesome. Um, so your armor, you're proficient with light and medium. So if you choose to wear that, that benefit won't count. Right. And you'll get the benefit the armor gives you. So it's usually dex. It's 10 plus the dex plus whatever the armor gives you, which is less than what you're going to get with an armor, probably. Right. So nice. Good nice. job. So that's all you get for level one. At second level, you get danger sense, which is the... D&D equivalent of spider sense. Which okay. Is so fucking cool. And then at third level, you're going to get your primal path, so we can talk about that later. There's like Berserker and a couple other ones, but you know. So now we're going to go to the. To Jakub. So, Jacob, what, let's talk about your boy. What's his name again? Lucian. Lucian Amakir. Nice. That's a cool name. I think Amakir was like Gemflower or something like that in the elves. I can't. I, I fucking love it. Yeah, so. it's awesome. Um, so you're a wood elf, right? Wood elf, yeah. Okay, so uh, for wood elf, you get um, a plus two to dex. Mm-hmm. How old are you? Uh, you can be super old if you want. I don't want to be like super old, but I want to be like, you know, four or five hundred years old. Oh my, you're getting up there. <laughs> I'm getting up there, yeah. So you're a five hundred year old elf. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just wow. pissed off that his city's going to shit. <laughs> That's pretty much. Um, where are you on the alignment chart? Uh, lawful good. Okay. We got a classic hero here. Yeah. Um, how tall are you? Ooh. What does it say the size goes up to? Uh, from under five feet to over six feet tall, and you have slender build, your size is medium. That goes for you, too, Steve. You're human size, but your classification of size in the physics of the game is medium. Okay. Like 6'2". 6'2", okay, real <laughs> tall. Okay, so um, your speed uh, is 30 feet, mm -hmm. which looks like you marked already. You get dark vision, whoa. Ooh. Oh, shit, everything gets dark vision. It's true. Um, keen senses, you have proficiency in the perception skill. Did you bubble that in? Sure did. And then you have fey ancestry. Mm -hmm. um, you have adva advantage on saving throws uh, against being charmed, and magic can't put you to sleep. Did you mark that? Did you write that down? Cool. So you you get know I did. Trance, you get to meditate for four hours instead of sleeping. You can kind of, you're like a, a sitting alarm spell. I so. am. Hell yes. So uh, you can speak and read common and elvish. Mm -hmm. Elvish is fluid with subtle intonations and intricate grammar. Cool. Uh, your sub race was wood elf, so let's go over to that. So as a wood elf, keen senses, intuition from the forest... Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama. 
where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What color is your skin? This is a, it's copperish in hue with traces of green. Is that canon? I was going to do copper with like jet black hair mm-hmm. and um, and green eyes. Cool. Um, you increase your wisdom score by one. Yes. Then elf weapon training. You have proficiency with the long sword, short sword, short bow, and long bow. Nice. Yes. Fleet of foot. Your base walking speed is 35 instead of 30. Okay, I increased cool. it. And mask of the wild. You can attempt to hide even when you are on lightly obscured Foliage, heavy rain, falling snow, mist, and other natural phenomena. Did you mark that down? Sure did, bro. Nice. That's a cool... Nice little thing. Because I don't think you can hide when, you know, there's like nothing to hide right, behind. But if there's rain, you can just, yeah, like, I can just T-Rex be... it. Just yeah, <laughs> super T-Rex people. <laughs> okay. So, um, did you pick a background? Uh, I went with Sage. Okay. What did you get for that? Um, I think I got two more languages. So that's why I did I did gnomish and dwarvish. Okay. So we can talk shit in three different languages oh, to wow. each other. <laughs> um, cool. And then I got I think an artisan's toolkit or like a musical instrument. I haven't picked that yet. Um, and then I got arcana and history as proficiencies as well. Neat. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you went with monk. So what did yes. you? So at level one, um, let's see your hit die was a d8. So you got eight plus your con. So what's your HP at? Nine. Nine. Not as buff as Steve. No. As Bobby. Oh, well, Brandon Bobby. Brandon. God damn it. Okay. Bobby. I gotta get that straight. You don't have armor proficiency. You have simple weapons and short sword proficiency. Mm-hmm. You got an artisan's tool or an instrument. Which one did you take? Uh, I don't know. I, I want to. I want to look at the. Too. Yeah, I want to look at the kits first before I choose. Okay, we got to do one for Steve. We'll do that yeah. off yeah. off mic. Sure. Um, you marked strength and dex for saves. Yep. Um, what did you pick from acrobatic, acrobatics, athletics, history, insight, religion, and stealth? I did acrobatics and athletics. Nice. So no one's stealthy. No. Um, <laughs> you start with a short sword or any simple weapon. What'd you pick? Short sword? I was going to go with a long sword because I have the yeah, you do. wood elf okay, proficiencies. Cool. And did you, what pack did you pick? Dungeon or explorer? They're like the same. I don't know. Do pick a dungeoneer's pack. I don't know. We'll pick later. You got 10 darts. Fuck yeah, I do. Okay, cool. Some darts. Um, you got unarmored defense, which is 10 plus dex plus wisdom. So I have a 16 as my armor class. Oh, nice. So neither of you are wearing armor, which is insane to me. Um, which is going to be crazy, because if you're going to have superhero alter you, like your class is essentially your superpowers, yeah. um, comparatively speaking to the rest of the world. So like, what does that mean uh, as far as like... I'm just going to have some bomb-ass clothes. Like, yeah, I guess you <laughs> some just get super to pick, sick like, robes. Some, I don't know. <laughs> some, like, leather or yeah, whatever. I don't yeah. know. Um, I'm interested to know. So you got martial arts at first level. Let's see. I was looking through that. You can use dex instead of strength for attack and damage rolls. Sick. Of your unarmed strikes and monk weapons, you can roll a d4 in place of the normal damage of your unarmed strike or monk weapon. This die changes as you gain in monk levels. 
When you use the attack action with an unarmored strike or a monk weapon on your turn, you can make one unarmored strike as a bonus action. For example, if you take the attack action and attack with a quarterstaff, you can also make an unarmed strike as a bonus action, assuming you haven't already taken a bonus action. That's sick. Um, So that's all we're getting into for first level monk. We'll get into more stuff later as you, like your key points and stuff is second level. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you guys are citizens of um, the city of Waterdeep which is where we're going to play this game. Um, I did some light reading on Waterdeep. Essentially, it's like a big Gotham city is the way we're going to treat it. Or like New York, whatever you want to, whatever you want to equate it to from the superhero universe. It's a, let's see, the Wikipedia says, Waterdeep is a fictional city-state that forms part of uh, D&D roleplay in Forgotten Realms. It's a port city located along the western coast of, Faerun sub, of the Faerun subcontinent. And it's known as the City of Splendors. Waterdeep is one of the largest and busiest cities and one of the most important political powers on the continent. The population is primarily human, although other races dwell therein. Uh, The city government consists of a cryptocracy of mostly anonymous individuals known as the Masked Lords of Waterdeep, which should be common knowledge to you guys since you live there. We'll get into the surrounding areas um, later on. I know that there's um, Skullport, which is like the underdark city below Waterdeep. You guys probably know about it and hear rumors about it, but like it's way too dangerous to go, for like normal people to go down there. Um, it's like a big like it's like walking into a, like a big crime lair for people like you. Um, and then there's the Undermountain. So like, here's a map. There's like this big ass mountain. I read that it attracts adventurers, and there's a bunch of like dwarven caverns underneath for exploring Ooh. and like looking for treasure and shit. So maybe we'll get into there one day, but for now, sure we're going to be playing in the in the bulk of this area, which is the city. Um, so that's the art. Here's like a here's like a Google Maps satellite view. Um, so I want you guys to kind of terraform the city with me as we go, as far as like here's the layout, but like where are things, right? So like your place of employment. Um, I want to know things like, do you have any family in the city or love interests or like close friends that aren't, you know, basically, do you want any NPCs that you want me to role play um, or like bring in and out of the story? Um, You know, like Peter Parker has Aunt May and Bruce Wayne has Alfred, that sort of thing. Um, I'm going to give you guys a couple of those characters that I already have planned. So don't be like, I have a butler that like takes care of my every need. Keep it more like you're a a person that was born into the world, probably has like a family, like where are, they don't have to be around, but like what happened or where are they and what's going on with them? Do they live somewhere else and you move to Waterdeep for work or, you know, new opportunity? What is it? You know, those are the kinds of things I'm looking for here. So um, we can also pick on the map um, where you guys live and maybe work depending on like we want to avoid like major central stuff but like these all these little blocks in here you guys can live wherever i see so we can pick basically anywhere pretty much i mean like i don't really care um i would avoid um like areas that look like they have like monuments or big parks you know that's pretty obvious like these green patches i would avoid those okay and then i would avoid the coastline or the city like maybe you live near the wall that's fine but i would avoid the coastline because i don't think there's like there's either super rich people or like, you know, industry there. It's like receive ships mm. and shit. So given my profession, I do construction contract work all over the city. Totally. So I don't want to commute 
everywhere. So I want to just be based in the center. Nice. Okay. So possibly Castle Ward. Cool. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, so that, that section somewhere is called center. Castle Ward, huh? Yeah. yeah, somewhere center, Castle Ward. I don't know canonically what Waterdeep says Castle Ward is, but I don't care. So, <laughs> like, just pick one of these and circle it. Okay. This is my Waterdeep now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So I'll print another map. and um, So, Jakub, um, where do you, what about you? I don't, I'm trying to see, like, where there would be, like, a good place for a monastery. I don't exactly... Because I was thinking one of these areas, but if they're taken for something... I want to keep anything green off limits because yeah. City of the Dead is like a super cool name and I've got to yeah, do something with that, that's right? ominous as fuck. Yeah, yeah so um, I don't know. Maybe down here. Yeah, I was liking this green section to maybe put it on like the top of a hill or something like that. Totally, but why don't you do it right here? Yeah, yeah. So you guys aren't that far away. So there's a monk monastery up there. And that's where you stay. Heel. Yes. Okay. Cool. So yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Uh, that's that's where I'm a sage. Is the monastery. Okay. Um, so what does it mean to be a sage of a mo- of this monastery? Fuck, I don't even know. I think it's because I'm. Are you like a tr- more trusted, respected member? Yeah, I think because I'm so old. You know, my my wisdom oh, and experience yeah. uh, helps facilitate things. I think. Totally. Okay. So, um, what's I'm the well, name? Well respected. What's the name of it? Oh shit. Yeah, this is how this goes. B-Rye. What did you think? Are we playing D&D right now? Yeah, you're helping me world build. How dare you? You're the part you're supposed to do. Uh, he named his construction company. He sure did. Dwarves or Us was good. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into more of your li- your living conditions later. We're kind of talking more about Sure, no problem. I'm assuming I'm like an apartment, but I don't know. You might have a house. You sound like you have money. I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but any- anyway, let's, let's finish this before we go back uh, to Brandon Bobby. Shit. Surgeon, I want something Shangri La esque, but what could, what would it be? Gangla Shra. You said the Gangla Shra. Gangla Shra. <laughs> Do it. Fuck it. Okay, your monastery is called La Shra. Yes. L A with a like some kind of phonetic like. Yeah. <laughs> call it a call it the Path of the Sun Monastery. Well, then what the fuck did I come up with? <laughs> I'm sorry, because it just came to me right now. Okay. You, you, It's the Path of the Sun. Yes, please. It's the Golden Sun Monster. Is it the Path of the Sun? Or no, the it's the sun fucking monastery? Path of the Sun. Okay. So we have a name for the monastery. Yes. It's fine. not Lashra. No. Um, <laughs> like you spent so much time name. thinking of name. it. Now it's wasted. i got to name something else in the city. Lashra. Hate um, it. Okay, cool. So you you live and and what do you do there? Um, practice kung fu. Pretty much, yeah. Super good at kung fu. Super good at kung fu. Super good with my long sword, and I just impart wisdom on these kids. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you're like a teacher, and you live there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so Brandon, yes, Brandon Bobby. Um, that is me. Yeah, what's your living situation like? I live in a small apartment. Okay. And I do have another NPC I want to bring into this world. Totally. It would be my grandmama. Oh. You got a sweet old grandmama. I do. A human? Yes. And I care for her, and my paycheck goes to her. So nice. that she can wow. live out her Zen garden. <laughs> Grandma with Love Zen it. garden. 
So you have a little apartment. Maybe there's a balcony with a like the Zen garden. Zen garden is out on the balcony or something like that. Oh, I don't live with my grandma. Oh, yeah. You just like support your grandma. I support my grandma financially. From, she lives somewhere else. Exactly. Okay. Do you want to? No, wanna, she's still in the city. Do yeah. You want me to mark where she lives? Yeah. Just give me like a general location. It doesn't have to be. Just pick another city block. Maybe somewhere nearby, but not too close. Um, actually, let's just put her next to that uh, monastery. Okay, she lives down here. Yeah. Let's put her south of the monastery. Yeah, she's very religious. Cool. So she's, she's up there, like, hearing monk wisdom along, and shit? Yeah. She is, oh, yeah. yes. Okay. I taught her how to do her Zen garden. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we know each other. Totally. <laughs> okay, what's grandma's name? Oh, grandmama wasn't sufficient? Well, No. Oh, okay. Grandma, you, you call her Grandma Mama, <laughs> but what's her name? Oh, well, I guess her last name would have to be Bobby, too. It doesn't have to be. It could be, like, a man oh. name. No, like, I want it to be Bobby. <laughs> okay, so it's a father's <laughs> side. If we're going traditional, like, that kind of route. Okay, totally. So, um, so it's something Bobby is her name. Mm. Grandma, Grandmama Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Names are so hard now. Um, Clarice. Clarice Bobby. Love it. So we have Clarice Bobby is Steve's grandmama. Um, or Brandon Bobby's grandmama. <laughs> Jakub, do you have anybody else you want to bring into this situation here? No, I feel like he's he lives he's lived a solitary, solitary life. life. Yeah. yeah, he's away from his elven homies or whatever. Pretty much. So yeah. what uh, what's going on with the other monks? Are there other monks here, or are they? I'm sure. Yeah. Probably well, not like just a, not just me. Like a grand poobah kind of guy. Yeah. We'll establish that some yeah. other time. Um I think let's get uh into some other shit probably. Is there anything else you guys want to tell me about your character before we move on? Um you want to fight crime for fun? Yes. Um what's your attachment to crime fighting? I think it's just the city he's been alive for so long that he's just seen it deteriorate and go downhill and I think he's just tired of seeing it from so his monetary on high. How many high. years have you lived in Waterdeep? Um, how old are you again? 400? 500, years 500 yeah. Wow. So I want to say my whole life. Like you've never whole, gone anywhere else. Time? Yeah. You've never okay. taken any vacations. Nah, man. All I know is this monastery. Well, you were yeah. dropped there when you were a little boy? Something like that? A little elf baby? I'm all right with it. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was Damn, such... and you're still just a level one monk. That's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll be younger than Well, you've transcended because, like... like, the other monks, they're not as strong as you. They don't have, um, I don't know, what are your level one features? I have the... They don't have unarmored defense. Yeah. They don't, they don't get saving throws. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the... Uh, yeah, totally. I, I think that's enough. Oh, let's. Where's your construction H headquarters? Like, for your background guild feature, mm, right? Like, where's that at? Uh, well, since it's a hub, it would make sense for that to be near the center of the city too. But I can also understand if it's like glorified and like rich to be at like some spot in the city that's like in the richer sector. Yeah, totally. So I'm thinking like in here somewhere or down in this area. Yeah, actually, probably towards the docks. That would make the most sense to me. Cool. It's like a central hub of 
trading. There might even be more than one. Like you guys might have a sector down here and the section up here, you know? Yeah. Like a different branch or yeah, something. Yeah. To, to do different sects of the city. Right. Yeah. I, I would say the main hub would probably be by the docks down here though. Mm. Mm. No, no go. No. Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Uh, let's put it Those are good not ones. right at the dock. Let's put it in this section. Yeah. There. Just near it. Okay, cool. Neat. It probably is a taller building that has a view of the ocean. Right. That's sick. Okay, so yeah, the city is surrounded by walls as like a defense. This is a deep harbor. It has walls in it as well. I think this is a big cliff over here. So that's like a natural wall. So just in case I didn't establish um, water deep well enough, um, did I? I know I told you off mic that this is a cryptocracy. Yes. So the city is ruled by masked figures, political figures that. You see, but you don't know what their identity is. They are somebody, they're presumably somebody important, and a lot of political talk is about who these people might be. Right. So, so it's established that they exist. Yes, they they present themselves as like masked leaders. Oh, okay, I see. And like give rhetoric or whatever, you know. Right. Um, write law that sort of thing. But they have um, figureheads also that are present, like you know, like um, like city representatives and stuff. Right. Um, let's not get too much into that today. Let's just establish that general thing. I don't know enough about it yet, but I will. Um, so we talked about the surrounding areas. We talked. We we're looking at the map. Um, if you want to listen, if you're listening along and you want to know what Waterdeep looks like, Google it and hit the images part, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Because that's what I did. Um, so we talked about your character creation. We went over your um, your earlier life a little bit. Do you want to retcon that, Jake? I do, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So I think it's not so much that he lived here. Maybe he started his life in Waterdeep and then struck out from the monastery, did a lot of meditating, did a lot of exploring, maybe spent like 200 years out in the outside world exploring and seeing what that's all about and then came back to the city and has been here for like another 200 250 years. Okay, and I imagine you spend the majority of your time at the monastery. Yes. Okay. Being spiritual, practicing your craft. Just getting enlightened, do that. Man. They spend a lot of long, long stretches of time just doing one thing and mastering it, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.